So you all know by now, listening to my podcast, that I buy dividend-paying stocks that give me income. Because at 63 years old without a pension, I, like everyone else, need to income to pay my bills. I buy other stocks too, and I refer to that in my buckets of money strategy in season one, but I received an email from a young man who said, okay, I get it, old man. No, I'm kidding. That's not what he said, but that's kind of what I heard. But it's really kind of cute. He says, uh, actually, dividend aristocrats are boring stocks. What about young people like me? And I loved it. I, I hear that. And I don't want anyone to be led astray by my podcast. Again, this is a beginner's guide to the stock market. I've tried to break down this really complicated world for people into bite-sized pieces to get involved for generating wealth and retirement income over a long period of time. Yeah, my philosophy is I believe that's the best way to do it with low risk and get involved in the stock market. There are so many sophisticated strategies and some you may venture into as you become more educated and savvy with investing. There's so many roads to take to make money and you'll decide which one you want to do. You may even want to just stop at this level. Honestly, I really have. It, it just works for me. I don't sell short which selling short basically means is you're betting that stocks will go down. That's not my game. People much smarter and wealthier than I are getting rich with that strategy, but it's just not me. There are chartists and Fibonacci investors, and I'm not going to get into that here, but they're very sophisticated strategies. Some invest in the options market. Again, not for me. Most likely, I won't speak to it in any of my podcasts, but if you have an interest, you may want to Google these subjects. But I've been reflecting on many of the emails I've received from you all from all over the world. And many speak to sayings that I talk about my dad, or as I always called my dad, I called him Pop. But so many people have commented on some of his sayings. One is, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. Another is, it's like a little boy with a yo-yo walking up a hill. Look at the hill and not the yo-yo. He had many, many more, trust me. Uh, he was you know, a 50s kind of dad. Uh, many are not very politically correct. So I did recite some of his funeral um, that got a couple laughs at my dad's funeral. But then I received an email from a gentleman that said, and this was very touching to me, he was going to tell his children to believe in themselves. And I was, man, are you kidding me? I was so touched by that. I, I honestly was. That's just so, it's just so cool. I, I'm just so happy that my pop's been dead for, what, about eight years now, or a little over eight years, and he still lives on. And, you know, I, I, what's funny to me is I don't think I ever even listened to him very well. I mean, we butted heads from day one. I thought I was the smartest 16-year-old ever. And as the saying goes, I can't believe at 26 how much my dad learned in 10 years. I guess I was listening to him because I sure seem to quote him a lot. And that is not by design or purpose. It's just what pops into my head. And I realize I'm quoting my dad a lot. I simply speak to this because it was on my heart. And many have emailed me and recited his quote. So it pleases me that his motivational quotes still live on. Now, moving on, I had a great question on an email again uh, the other day, and I was asked about my pop and shop stat strategy that I posted, podcasted about last fall. I felt I needed to articulate to you all that it's a pretty harsh strategy to implement in a normal market. 
I mean, what is a normal market? But to be clear, it's a strategy that I've said. You have to be in the game. You have to watch a handful or maybe a little bit more specific stocks over long periods of time to get the feeling of their pop and drop, their high and low. Then be willing, if something goes bad with that stock, to hold on to that stock if it runs through a bad spot. And that's what's a great dividend stock to own then because I'll get paid for owning it. I don't think right now this market is the time for the strategy. I, I, I'm not doing it now. I, I just, I'm just trying to get a handle on taking the covers out off my head and, and see what's going on in the market. Everything's just so volatile. And I think we may see a lower market to, than today when I wrote this, which was May 1st. And that, the market went down another 600 points. The earnings season is just starting for this quarter. And other than Clorox, who reported today, it's been brutal with most companies guiding down. Guiding down means they're saying, hey, we're going to have some rough sledding coming in the future. I still think there are some companies to buy, as there always is. But at this time, I'm a bit of a wait-and-see mode. Uh, I sold some of my small or non-dividend stocks in the last week to generate some cash. I didn't sell a stock that I took a loss on. I had all profit on it, so I feel good about that. Other than that, if I'd have sold two months ago, you know, but that's the old game. You look back and still haven't had anybody send me that crystal ball. Generating a little bit of cash because I think and have said we're not close, I don't think, to being out of the woods in this economic fallout of the pandemic. However, important to me to note is that in April of 2020, it was a record month for stock growth uh, since the 20s. And if you were not paying attention and put your head in the sand for, for, for April, just, you know, last month, you'd have missed it. So I'm struggling with how to articulate my next spot. Let me try. Uh, the economy needs to reopen. And I'm watching that very closely. And as I've said, I really need this and want this podcast to be a political free zone. I said that in a previous podcast. Now I remember where I got that. It's the David Spade show, kind of a funny cable show, but I don't think he's even on the air right now. But it's a political free zone. And isn't that a great idea for maybe like Thanksgiving or birthdays or Christmas with our families? But there's no reason to discuss politics here. We all have our own political views, but it simply doesn't matter because as an investor, and listen closely, as an investor, you need to work through whatever the landscape is politically to make money and secure your financial future. So in my first almost eight years of retirement, it was a historic bull market. I mean, it, it was fun. If you couldn't make money during that period of time, I mean, it's sad. But I'll take it, but the real stuff comes out when we have to manage and think through a historic global event. I mean, this is a nuclear economic holocaust. I think that we're in the first quarter of this, not the fourth quarter. Therefore, do I believe young people should not invest in this market or, or really anybody? No, I think they should. If you're 25 years old and you're going to live to over 80, that's a nice runway that you have to enhance your future. I would have loved to buy Apple stock in the 1980s. And I believe that we're, there are opportunities out there right now that could be exactly like that. I'm doing my best to say, Unless there's a nuclear war, if Jesus comes back, this is still the best place to put your money for long-term wealth in the stock market. But, and this is really important, it's a long game. 
Young people, and many of you are my audience, don't get discouraged. Buy great companies, and that's why I always advise buy dividend aristocrats. They don't get the sexy results of Tesla or Shopify or Square or whatever the sexy stock is of the month or the day. But buy these, and in 20 years, see how you're doing, and I'm confident you'll be pleased. But they are the best place to start. Do I go after some of those sexy stocks? Yes, I do sometimes, but uh, usually with a small percentage of my portfolio. Now, to be honest, uh, yesterday, April 30th, 2020, I bought five stocks that I will not look at building profits for a while because I bought them that I thought over time, I think they will recover and I feel like I got them at very low prices. Now, I will try not to look at them next week, next month, or even maybe next year. I, I will, but my point is this. It's going to be like a Wisconsin summer, three weeks of bad sledding. It's going to be some bad sledding for some time to come. Now, honestly, three to five years, in my opinion, maybe longer. I mean, this is just an epic, dynamic world and life-changing event. Now, I kid about Wisconsin, really. I love Wisconsin. I've camped in Wisconsin. I've traveled there many times in business. Love Wisconsin. It was just a joke. Now, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm going to think about it because for me and the retirees, we just don't have the young, run, long runway that you young folks have. As a retiree, this is a pretty messed up time. I don't have many listeners, I don't think, that are my age. I, I say that because I get emails from all over the world and many tell me how old they are. I mean, my podcast starts with over a long time you can make money and I'm sure they tune out because, well, the obvious. I encourage all the young folks that listen to me to continue on, invest, save, make it an important line item in your monthly budget. Have you heard me say this yet? Believe in yourself. In your lifetime, this will hopefully be a blip on your investment radar screen. And you'll look back, look back and say, I made a great decision on a great company. I got that stock on sale. Now, Susie Orman is a well-known financial pundit, and I guess she's very divisive. But here's a quote from her I'd like to share with you and say, because I really, it, it, it fits in with everything I've kind of said. You will never... This is quote, quote, you will never, ever know the bottom. You will never, ever know the top. Fortunes are going to be made out of this time. So just stay calm. I can guarantee you that if you stay in and just stick with it three years from now, you will be very, very happy that you did. Uh, end quote. I agree. I, the only thing I don't agree with, I don't guarantee anything about anything in life. Uh, but anyway, I think it was it was perfectly said. She also said, don't be in the market if you need the money in a year. And I agree with that as well. Now, everyone will still wash their clothes, brush their teeth, pay their insurance, diaper their babies, take their babies to the doctor. Some things, I believe, won't change. I'm an optimist and things will get better over time. There are stocks that are going to be okay now and in the long run. I will study. I studied to understand the market environment. I still believe in myself. I still try and do my best every day. And not to take a shot at financial advisors, <laughs> but I will. Are they doing that for you in your portfolio at this time? Sorry, I just I just couldn't help myself. I made the money. I'm going to manage it. So another rant, but full stop. Here's what I will tell you. Filter everything. Filter everything I say. Filter everything everyone says. Filter everything you read. Filter what you hear and use your intellect to do what is right for you and your family. 
airlines, as an example, lots of noise right now. And so after you filter it all, where do you land on your portfolio? So what's my point? You got this. You can do it. Guess what? Nobody else is going to secure your financial future. I get on rants, just ask my wife, but I'll leave you with this. I don't know how long, if I'll live long enough to have an impact on my grandson who is three months old in a week because of the pandemic. I've not seen him but a few times and not even held him yet. However, that does not want me, stop me from wanting to influence him and his life at some point. So take this. I mean, the entire podcast is dad advice and maybe now even grandpa advice or uncle advice. Started this podcast and writings for my family. I'm pleased that others have benefited from it. I'm really, and I'm so humble and thankful for the incredibly kind emails. I mean, really, we're all in this together. Spray your influence, spray your knowledge, spray your intelligence, and don't let anybody tell you you're not worthy in any sense. Now, I guess I'm a motivational speaker. Now, I wrote most of this podcast session last week, and you may recall that I spoke to oil and airlines last week. And then what happens over the weekend? The Oracle of Omaha, or Warren Buffett, had his annual meeting and told the world he was dumping all his holdings in the airline industry. Well, that was a timely episode last week. Now, I love Warren Buffett. I mean, who doesn't? I'm glad I'm alive to be able to listen to him live and not just read books about him. He is like the Oprah of the stock market or the Eve Hutton. When he speaks, people listen. He is one of the most incredible people, not even an investor I've ever read about. I mean, his humble beginnings being self-med. I read he still lives in the home he bought in the 1950s for $31,000. I wonder if he still has a mortgage payment. That <laughs> uh, was kind of a dumb joke. So what does Warren do? Dumps airlines, all of them. He's always been a big supporter and buyer of airline stocks, but he dumped them all at once. He basically said that the world has changed for them and there are better places to invest right now. He took his loss or what I've said in previous episodes, he had what he thought was dead money. What makes me feel good is I have that in my playbook too, dead money. A couple of key points. First is just have having Warren dump all of his airline stocks over the weekend, I knew that the airline stocks were going to get crushed on Monday today. And they did. Four or five, six percent. Didn't need a crystal ball to know that was going to happen. I mean... Me included, people say to themselves, am I a better investor than Warren Buffett? The answer is no. I mean, who is? So Oprah, I mean Warren, dumps all of his airline stocks. What does that mean to you? Should you dump all yours now if you own them? Should you buy them now at a bargain basement prices? Tough decisions and both decisions you'll have to make for your own investment strategy. But the bottom line is, what do you think the future of airlines will be? Is there a better place to make money right now other than airlines? Warren Buffett thought it was dead money. I understand the concept. I'm actually not sure I can take credit, but I think I coined that phrase. Now, maybe not. My daughter always says I steal all my comedy material, you know, from other comics. She even, you know, questions that I steal some of her material and I just have better delivery. Ah, uh, kids, aren't they always the hardest ones on you? I mean, your own kids. Or is this the opportunity of a lifetime? To buy airline stocks. Time will tell. I, I, you know, I don't know. So I'm still at this adventure in my podcast, going to see where the audience leads me, the emails I receive, and the questions I get. I'll also speak to current events, and, and I'll be honest, there have been many days in this pandemic that 
I just have a hard time looking at the market. I hope this finds everyone in good health. And I know in these times the days are long, but I'll tell you the years are short. For now, happy trails and God bless you all.